All right. Welcome, everybody, and welcome to another new episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. Happy New Year. This is episode one, season five for us. We've been doing this quite a long time. As always, I am your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching, and with me pretty much as always, in fact, probably on the show even more often than I am now, is our marketing director, Jen Weybower. It is morning in Denver. It Good is. morning, Jen. Good morning, and I'm kicking you off the show next week. Just You're kicking. Oh, I'm not even going to be on the show next week. There's a good no. example. All right, <laughs> and we've got a really cool and unique and quirky guest for you guys today. One of our good friends and colleagues, Rob Tate. Good morning, Robert. Good morning. And still morning where Rob is too. All three of us are uh, in South Denver Metro-ish somewhere. We're all kind of wedged between Denver and Colorado Springs this morning. Um, but yeah, Rob, welcome back. Um, obviously, it's probably been days since we've seen her talk to you because it was a holiday. And I can't remember the last time you were actually on the show. It's been a while. I think your beard was two inches smaller. Two That's inches? About the time okay. Um, well, th- I've actually been growing this out since I was 18. So it, it just grows really slow, really really slow no i really do try to trim it every so often um but yeah it's been a minute um so rob obviously you know as a colleague of ours we're in uh, involved in different businesses together we've mentored each other we've coached each other you've been on the show on and on um that our audience is looking for either some really off the wall shit or some new and fresh ideas, some original content, as it were, when we're talking about lead gen and team structure and don't you dare start getting in my face about building up the sales side because <laughs> then I'm going to beat the crap out of you over building up the op side. Um, although I'm sure that Rob will find a way to guilt me into that shit this year without equivocation. Um, New Year's resolutions. New Year's me. resolutions. I, I will level <laughs> with the entire audience. I spent most of... 21 getting pretty swole and uh, did jump back on the treadmill this morning because I need to be a little less swole. Um, and yeah, it was a good workout. I'm uh, looking forward to what this year brings and uh, we should have all kinds of lunacy this year too. So um, if nothing else, 22 should be entertaining. So Rob, let's entertain some people. Are you not entertained? What is 22 going to look like for the Downing Street group. 21 was a big deal. Some new agents, a few yeah. shifts here and there. So we're yeah. still working on building up the sales side. Yeah. Um, so we promoted somebody to president, right? So mm-hmm. I'm completely and utterly uh, fired myself from anything operations, um, which should make you happy. Very. Um, and, and I certainly uh, am only upset about the fact that I didn't get to be the one to tell you you're fired. Yeah, that's fair. I okay. mean, you could tell me I'm fired. <laughs> you still can. It could be your moment. It could be. Um, no, that's right. Our, our business goal this year is to grow by 40%. Good goal. And we're just rocking and rolling. As, as far as, you know, what listeners should be thinking about in, in 2022, I think, one, if you don't have your business in a place where you can you can grow it with and through people like 
build an actual business, um, then you need to do that. But for everybody else who's already done that, I think the name of the new game is joint venture. Interesting. Well, that would explain why you've roped me into some of that. And I am uh, unable to disagree. I have yet to find or see or be able to put together any kind of a downside. So I would certainly say that that's true. Um, and let's let's go back, though, to this first uh, piece of the puzzle, because obviously a lot of our audience, a lot of our listeners, a lot of our coaching clients are on a team, maybe. They aren't running a team. You were probably fairly unique in that sense, and obviously it paid dividends for you and your team. But we're talking about a lot of people that are either on a team or kind of trying to do it on their own. Um, maybe we're talking about some people in the real estate side that would have a TC, maybe a buyer's agent on the mortgage side, maybe an LOA and a processor, um, but certainly not people that are, that, I, I wouldn't say putting, but don't yet have pieces in place where they are, they've got a clear vision on what it's going to look like to be able to walk away from their business. They don't really have much of a business. And uh, I'll go back to that because that was obviously the thing that really brought you and I together. Um, but I wouldn't say that they really have a path or a vision or a goal or a destination to have a business that eventually pays them after they've walked away from it, which obviously you're working on. Um, and just so that our audience uh, knows how this all began years and years ago, one of our uh, autoresponders in a social media messaging system caught Rob. Uh, he, I think it was Facebook. He invited me to like his business page. And the autoresponder was, hey, yeah, I'd love to do that. Let's get together and talk about your business. And we did. And Rob immediately flipped the tables on me and wanted to talk about my business because this is who he is. And the most relevant thing I think you said to me was when I was done explaining how I spend my days was that you don't have a business. You have a job. What happens if you don't get up every morning and uh, pick up the phone and do your social media and make videos and generate leads? I was like, yeah, well, you know, eventually the traction loses a couple of years down the road. It's probably down to zero and there's no such thing. And you said, right. You have a job. You got to get up every morning and do your job, which is the difference between that and owning a business. So very, very eye-opening and certainly started us all down a path of how do we do that? How do we really build a business that's eventually going to provide us an opportunity to walk away while it still pays us? Okay. And obviously we've talked a lot about these two sides. I've even already given you some shit about it this morning when we talk about building sales versus building ops, they both have to be done in conjunction. It has to be step-by-step, step. you know, we're climbing rungs of both ladders at the same time as it were in order to make that work. And obviously you've focused an awful lot on that in the last couple of years. When was, when was your uh, departure from your previous company to Evie? Uh, I think we're rounding about two years on okay. that mark. And I would say that that's probably a reasonable time frame for how you've been laser focused on that process rather than just building teams for other companies, which you've got a robust history of, but actually building up a team of your own, building up your own businesses, plural now, so that you can watch them work while you don't. Right. Well, and that's, so that's my vision, right? Like I want to build this really big place that has a huge impact on people 
like give back to the community in a big way. You know, but that's my vision. I think most people don't want to build something really, really big. And I think the first point of a business needs to, it serves you, right? Like for the most part, most people could go get a job that would pay them roughly the same amount of money with less time, energy, and headache than they currently, they currently spend, right? Absolutely. So why not make that first or second hire that buys your life back, right? Like for four or five K a month, at least in our area, you can buy your, a good section of your life back, right? Oh, sure. 20, 30, 40 hours a week. Absolutely. Yeah. And not only that, you, you send away the stuff you don't like. Like one of, one of your favorite lines to me was, I don't like to tell people no, I hire people to tell them no. Right. Like you, you get to do the stuff you don't want to do. Well, you, you get to do, you get to hand that off. There's certainly part of it, unless it happens to be ridiculously high dollar activity. But yes, I think the goal is to only do things that you love to do or make you a ton of money. Right. And that could be a different spectrum for different people. Jen likes doing shit that I don't like doing and vice versa. Jen's not real big on the video editing. I still love it. I don't do it anymore. I farm that out, as you know. Um to our yeah. uh, shared colleague. Hi, Julie. Hope you're seeing this. We know you did a good job promoting this for Rob. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's just different strokes for different folks. But, yeah, I think if it's not something you love to do or pays you a ton of money, pay someone else to do it. Yeah. I mean, so, like, remember that study that Harvard did that said past, like, $80,000 a year, you know, adjust for inflation, right? So that number's higher now. But past a certain number a year your happiness quotient doesn't increase. It right? doesn't increase. Yeah, the last time I saw this study, I think it was more like 70 or 75,000. Um, and yeah, I re- actually remember that being required reading for a conference I attended in Philly years ago. Um, unfortunately for me, I pushed off all that required reading until the flight to Philadelphia. Um, but yeah, it's insane. Making a million dollars a year is gonna make you any happier than making a hundred grand a year. So make your hundred grand and spend some money on buying your life back. Right. And I think part of like that study didn't take into account how people spent their money, right? Of course. I think if you made a buck 50 and you spent half of that buying cool sections of your life back, like I hate laundry, I won't do it, I pay for that, right? Like I think more money can lead to more happiness if you spend it right. True. Okay, and we're obviously not referring to hookers and blow. No, I mean, that's the dumbest way to spend money. (laughs) Okay, so what is it for you? I mean, for me, like, I I get a huge amount of happiness by building something that I think will survive me, that builds something that I think will have an impact on my industry. I think my industry is wrought with uh, people who don't really care about service, don't really understand who the client is, et cetera. Like we all know the bad realtor, right? Like there's 10 of them out there. And so I love impacting my industry. I love impacting my community. I love building uh, people up. Like for me, that's it's not about the money. For me, it's the things I'm doing with the greater resources, you know, but find out what you really love and make your business serve you. I mean, I think, I think that's the biggest point here is your business needs to serve you, not you it. 
Yeah, there's certainly some truth to that. And now we're talking about far more intrinsic rewards. And I think this is probably part of the reason you and I are such good friends is that we kind of have a similar mindset of this. It's it's never really been about the money. Yeah, I need to pay my bills. Yeah. We, we, we need to send the kids to college, that kind of stuff. But I'm totally comfortable with the fact that I'm never going to own a jet or a yacht. Or, you know, these kinds of things. I don't need to be Cardone. I don't need to be Robbins, right? I'm completely comfortable with having a comfortable lifestyle. But, you know, if it came down to it right now where, you know, we had a methodology, and we do, um, if we had a methodology where I could bump up another five to ten transactions a month, that money would immediately go towards giving another person a job. Not, you know, me improving my quality of life to some degree that isn't really going to give me any emotional satisfaction, any intrinsic satisfaction. It's not going to make me a happier person. Neither would owning a yacht or a jet. To me, that seems like a lot of headache and cost and maintenance, etc. But I do think that, um, you know, people walk this line in a ton of different ways. Um, and I think you and I just happen to be very similar in that line. We would rather make an impact. I would rather have a ton of people at my funeral than a ton of people on my yacht. I want to know that I made an impact in a great number of lives, as many as possible, than, yeah, be, you know, tooling around the country in my own jet airplane. Well, I think, Adam, a large difference between like you and I and a lot of our peers, whether they're in mortgage, real estate, or whatever, is that you and I are clear why we're doing what we're doing. I think most people are really clear that they're doing what they're doing, but they're not clear why in the world are they doing this for, right? Because the for creates the how. Okay. And you're obviously talking about something then bigger than my why. Obviously, we see that shit all over social media all the time. What's your why? Yeah. Okay. What's your yeah? What's your big why? Yada yada. Really, they're just talking motivation, right? Like, create a motivation is created, right? It doesn't wake up in the morning and go, "Hi, I'm an intrinsic good. Good morning. You're gonna love me, right?" That's not motivation. Is is something you have to create and foster, and and it's like a child, right? You got to grow it. It's got to get big. It gets unruly. It pisses you off at times, right? Right. Like. But it, it's all about motivation. Otherwise, if you're unmotivated, you will get burned out. This will suck. And, and everyone in your life will suffer. Uh, that's well said. And very, very true. Yes, you will get burned out. Boy, I'll tell you what. If you are in this game, if you're in real estate, if you're in mortgages, if you're in insurance, if you're in financial planning, whatever the case may be, and you still have this general authentic aura of understanding your motivators, um, understanding what it takes to not be burned out, to continue ahead, to further that build of whatever your goals and results should be over the last couple of years, then you're winning. Um, I can't imagine how many people in these particular lines of work are absolutely fried after the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, you're not fried. No, oh god, no, I love what I'm doing. Yeah. Other than the treadmill, but otherwise, yeah. (laughs) And the beard, the beard gets going to come. Yeah, we're not, 
you know, we're, we do high volume of business. We've suffered through and pivoted and been in the industry as much as anyone else really say they can. Why aren't we burned out? Why aren't we super tired? Why aren't we going blah, blah, blah? It's because we're in this for a big reason for us. And I think everyone who isn't in, a, in everyone who hasn't connected with a motivator, right? They're the burned out ones. Yeah, there could be some serious uh, legitimacy to that. There's, I, I think that that may be a big, big piece of the puzzle. Although, and again, obviously it's different for everybody. Um, but yeah, I think maybe the clarity and some of it I actually gained from you as crazy as that sounds. I think some of the clarity of what I want my life, my businesses to look like in two years, five years, 10 years is is enabling me to how do i put this clean a lot of muck out of the pipeline that leads to that path that is that path i'm kind of able to you know uh, it's kind of the way i'm visioning it is kind of like the 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 air duct cleaning right there's just a lot of crap on the sides of the tunnel that you go through in life and i've been able to move all that crap out of my way so now I have a much bigger, easier, smoother, wider path to where I want to get. Yeah. Well, the whole world is set up to grab our attention in their direction, right? That's the purpose of marketing. That's the purpose of so many businesses that take your income and spend it with me, right? People are constantly attention grabbing you. Like we live in a world that is built to distract you, to grab your attention over into something else. So without a huge connection into whatever motivates you, you'll get dirty duct work. Like it's, it, everyone does. I get dirty duct work. Sure. Like, you know, you have to have these things or else you will wake up one day and go like, this is not where I want it to be. Yeah, I would certainly agree with uh, that. And yeah, I can certainly recognize where it comes in and how it gets out when we're talking about the, the duct work getting clogged up and getting cleaned out. Um, but yeah, the, a lot of that filth, a lot of that dirt certainly comes from that arena. I'm sure Jen would speak to it in volumes. She's the one who uh, gives us all the great stats on how much crap we take in, how much crap is trying to gather our attention, uh, every single day, every minute it's, uh, I can't remember the last time we talked about this, Jen, but it was literally like thousands a day between oh, yeah. the, the TV yeah. and the social media and the radio and the car and uh, your phone and the TikTok and on and on, there are literally thousands of attempts to grab our attention, to spend our money every single day. I mean, it's absolutely Looney Tunes, but um, that's kind of the nature of the beast. And we are certainly not short on methods to attempt to grab attention. Yeah, and if you don't have a safeguard against those methods, it'll win. Okay, so what are some good it'll safeguards? Win. What are some good safeguards? Authenticity, without equivocation. Um, being so being real with shower, people, being with real people, that's a big deal. Yeah, I, I think it's, you have to sit with your vision or your idea or your motivator every single damn day. So every day in the shower, like I have busy days, I have a lot of companies and a lot of things grabbing my attention. I go, Rob, you could cash out today and live a pretty decent life. Do you want to do that today? Or do you want to keep going? And what the hell are you doing this for? Every single day in the shower, 
I go through that exercise because I could cash out. I could be done and, you know, go open a bar in San Juan, Mexico or wherever and live a pretty dope life, right? I ask myself, I, I protect my vision every day by talking to it, by, by being involved with it. Every single day, I'm engaged with it. It's the only way to beat the 11,000 things that come at you every single day. So this, this is an all-day, not an all-day, this is an everyday activity for the remainder of your career. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If somebody told you every single day that you were fat and ugly, you would eventually believe it, right? If everybody told you every single day that the color of your shirt was actually green and not blue, eventually you would believe it. We, our brain is set up to believe what it interacts with the most, right? Period. I mean, that's how crazy stuff in, in people's world happens is they're just exposed to it so much and so often. So if you want to create your world, you need to expose your world to yourself all the time. Hmm. And we wonder why election years have so much sway. Hmm. Why the uh, advertising is so valuable. Oh, yeah. They yeah. spend Googles of money oh, yeah. on it and blast you with it. Blast you. To, to the point where you legitimately believe your candidate's opposition is a serial killing baby rapist. Yeah. Right. Like, what is it? 25% of either side literally think the other side is the devil incarnate. Absolutely. Brought to you by Satan himself. That's yeah. right. And your shirt is green, not blue. Absolutely. Very interesting stuff. So, Jen, you've certainly got some feedback on this, some input. You're the one that gives us all our numbers and stats and what kind of shit we're seeing and what kind of volume from media, TV, radio, internet, social media, on and on, um, your your shirt is definitely red. It's red. Yeah. There are a lot of people listening, of course, because uh, this is obviously <laughs> uh, a podcast first, a uh, video cast second. But um, yeah, Jen's wearing a blue green shirt, so we're going to try and convince yeah. her it's red. I mean, if anyone's going to convince me, it'd be the two of you. Let's be honest. <laughs> <There's laughs> <probably some laughs> Actually, if you stare at the sun, Jen, and then look at your shirt, I bet you it'll be red. Or you've burned your eyes out. One or the other. One or the other. Yeah. <laughs> I always but she thought about it. it. Do you hear that hesitation? Uh, I did. I, mean, I did. Working on it. Uh, I always talked about what Antoine talked about at Mile High Mastermind two years ago. What he's talked about on our podcast that he doesn't watch the news, and I think uh, we've all really taken that to heart. I. You know, you have to stay, I think you have to stay aware of what's going on in the world, but instead of becoming so entrenched in it that you can't see anything else anymore. And it's the same with your business. Uh, you have to be able to look at it from all aspects and not get so entrenched in the crap that you you don't know which way to go. So I always come back to what Antoine said, and I haven't turned on the news since we met Antoine, I don't think. Um, uh, well, certainly not since that mastermind event that was yeah. 2020 that was september of 2020 yes yeah. uh, every now and then maybe one morning a week i put on some news podcasts um tech check that kind yeah. of thing reuters uh, whatever i'm getting fed through google um i'll do that in the car but yeah antoine was spot on i would say that that made an enormous impact in my thought pattern my uh, time spend on and on um, right along the lines of why the uh, guy at uh, the 
the guy that does marketing for Lamborghini said, we don't do TV ads because our buyers don't watch TV. Right. That made absolute sense to me. Um, So yeah, I think that that's true. Um, Okay, so Rob, what do we do to stay focused? I think he's frozen. Oh, he may be. I see we lost video and audio on Rob. Um, (laughs) This is... (laughs) This is That's what fine. happens when our guests do cell phones. So, but let's not stray off that subject, Jen, by any stretch of the imagination. You're you're in a very similar boat to what Rob and I do. You don't have any sales gigs in your space, as it were, um, which is, you know, yeah. unique. I mean, it's not complete. We're still selling wine. Yoga. We're still selling ourselves as a yoga instructor. Um, those kinds of things. It's it's a different space. Totally. It's different. Very level. different. Okay. Um, but there are certainly things that you are doing to keep yourself on track. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing we talk about with our coaching clients is calendar blocking. I mean, I, I won't lie. I still like my to-do lists because I love checking things off to-do lists. But... Is that what you're using list. that silly pad I bought you for? It is one thing that Are I'm you making lists on there. For. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Remarkable. Um, I, yeah, Adam did give me a remarkable for Christmas and I love it. So uh, I think, but calendar blocking, yes, I still make those lists, but then those lists become what's blocked into every day. And like Adam, you have your alarms go off and those alarms don't get turned off until that task is done. Until it's done. Um, and I think, but I think part of it, especially business owners, you have to make sure you're not scheduling too much of that to-do list in one day. Be a little bit more mindful of what's reasonable to get done in a day. Again, so you don't get burnt out. But that also leads into a great way of finding those tasks you don't want to do that you should hire someone to do. Because what are you snoozing over and over and over because you just don't want to do it? Oh, we're not eating the frogs. Right. Absolutely. But that's that's great stuff to push put off on that first assistant or look for the assistant that will enjoy those tasks. I did see, see I think, go ahead, Rob. Oh, go ahead. No, please. So I, I think, you know, you asked like, what is new for 2022, et cetera. And I know like mindset, motivation, all that kind of stuff, you know, is it new? But I think if you don't have the bug, try that on for size, because I think the motivation, I think that, that you stoking a fire inside of yourself will create your systems of time blocking, will create your systems of, you know, whatever works for you to accomplish that, right? The, the systems will be the result of the motivation. I think the reason people fail at time blocking or lead generating or eating the frog or any of those stuff that they just like don't actually like to do is because they lack a good reason to. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, I like that too. Um, yeah, there's a lot of legitimacy to both of those concepts. And God, what did I see this morning that really grabbed my attention? It was something to the effect of basically how to ease into a new year. Um, and part of it, like Jen said, was not, you know, biting off more than you can chew. Make sure your list of tasks isn't, uh, something you cannot accomplish. That was a big one. Um, and I can't remember what the other two were. There were three uh, solid tips about how to kind of get established with your schedule, with your time blocking, with your 
workload in a new year, but uh, that one obviously struck a chord twice, both with whatever I saw online this morning and now with Jen saying it as well. And I think uh, that's a lot of the criticism of resolutions. We've been talking about that in the yoga space a lot is criticism of setting New Year's resolutions. And I don't think there's anything wrong with setting resolutions. I just think there's something wrong with trying to do it all at once. Like, I'm going to work out every day starting January 1st and read 20 pages and make a million dollars and this and this and this yep. instead of being reasonable and and about right. this. And, yep, yep. Yeah, it's I about... Know setting reasonable expectations not just for others but for yourself yeah i did see a lot of people uh, post the lists lengthy lists of the new year's resolutions and yeah one of my first thoughts agreed was like really you're gonna take all that you can't do it all. wow yeah maybe split well, that up into a couple of years <laughs> <laughs> why did so so ask yourself this why do re re resolutions very typically always don't work for most people and I think the reason is, is sometimes, sure, could they be big and lofty? Yes, but even the small ones, even the, I'll go to the gym two to three times, a, excuse me, two to three times a week. Even those get failed. Like everyone has three hours in their week, including me, who's very busy, and you, Adam, who's very busy. Everyone has three hours, right? You can hit the gym. Why consistently do almost all New Year's resolutions die? And I think it's because, unless you want to venture an answer, I think it's because the fact that it's a resolution isn't a big enough reason to change. Huh. That could be. I, I, I've just been in the mindset motivated. that if I don't do it, I can recycle it next year. Yeah. You know, same same, yeah. same resolution, uh, <laughs> resolution for the last 20 years. So nice and easy. Yeah, you get the same Facebook meme. It's perfect. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, there may have been 20 years prior to that where I said my resolution was to stay the same asshole that you've all known to come and uh, enjoy and love. And um, But, yeah, that seemed a little uh, too much of a cop-out. How about that? <laughs> I mean, it just, it, I think it's based on where the decision comes from is what creates the lasting change or not, right? So in resolutions, the decision is coming from hell, you know, it's a thing that we kind of say we do every single year. So I'll throw my thing in there too, right? And that's not a big enough motivator. That's not a big enough reason to actually go and change important things of your life. No, because in order for it to actually be the long-lasting change, and you know, uh, for me, work-related stuff is really easy. If I want to implement something new this year, I'm going to put it on my calendar, and I'm going to block it out, and I'm going to do it, and do it, and do it, and over, and over, and over, and be consistent, and be constant, and that actually changes behavior. Yeah. And if we're not willing to do that, if we're not actually willing to change behavior, then yeah, it's just a resolution. Well, and it's just anything. If you're not willing to change behavior, your business isn't going to get better. Your family's going to stay the exact same it is. Your kids are going to turn out just how they are now. Your bank account is going to look pretty much the same next year, right? Like if you don't do something different and different isn't bad, but if you don't grow, you're going to get the exact same thing. Oh, like the age-old definition of insanity. Right. 
Like the reason that I still have the 16% body fat or 17% body fat is because I failed to grow or change that at all. It's really easy. It's not a, it's not a weird thing. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, all right. Oh, guys, we could probably go on about resolutions, behavior change, you know, blocking out your work, being constant and consistent for several hours every time we have Rob on the show, but unfortunately we won't have time to do that. So let's certainly get Rob booked for a, another episode. Maybe we can find him in front of a computer next time so he isn't uh, dropping in and out on us, making us add yeah. like some freaking conversation while he's reconnecting. Um, that <laughs> Sorry, kind of they, thing. They turned off all the power in my house. I had to leave, and my new house has absolutely no cell reception. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're. Uh, that's right. You're now way down south here with the uh, rest of us suburbanites. Very cool. I'm a. I'm a burb. I don't know what this means. I know. I know. There's a painful learning curve here for poor Rob, going from being an urban kid pretty much all his life in the city limits to even being more suburban than we are, which is really, really weird. Um, yeah, yeah, we're we're still struggling to picture you that way too. I promise. Yes. I haven't even been to my basement. I'm told I have one. Don't get lost. Yeah, well, it's probably <laughs> like a three-day hike. So, right. you know. It is, yeah. Yeah, the, the old house was probably, what, uh, 1,800 feet, and you're now in 8,000 feet. So, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's going to be quite a bit of change there. Um, Same thing, yeah. All right, so thank you all. And gosh, we got all kinds of great feedback uh, today that we totally ignored. Erica, good yep. morning. Dante, uh, good to uh, hear from you. Hopefully Dante is taking this episode to heart. He needs uh, some um, constancy and consistency with that business stuff for sure, too. Um, so not that it isn't true for every single one of us. So, yeah, hopefully we'll take all that to heart. Rob, good to see you, even if it's not in person. And even oddly enough that you're only a couple miles down the road now. This is really weird. I was um, trying to make it to internet. I'm like, I can get some. Where can I get some service? Uh, yeah, well, be glad it's suburban and not rural. That's true. I yeah. mean, there's there's cows across my street. It feels rural. Pretty close. That yeah. that would be pretty rural. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, my girlfriend's named them, which is weird because it's like naming your food. Yeah, I named them too. T-Bone, Flank. Tomahawk. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Christmas, Thanksgiving. All right. Well, do say hello to uh, Jacqueline and the cows for us. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, sign off here because we will ramble forever for our guests if we don't. Jen, why don't you take us home for the first episode of 2022? I keep forgetting it's 2022. 2022. I don't know. Uh, so if you are watching, you can see our lovely text code at the bottom. If you're listening, text TIPS, T-I-P-S, to 63566 to literally find out everything you could possibly want to know, probably more than you want to know about Just the Tips Coaching. Probably. All of our probably more. All of our recent videos, our weekly little tips, episodes of the show. Uh, you can get a copy of Adam's book, Just the Tips. You can book a free hour of coaching with us. Um, 
And because it is January, I am going to start planning Mile High Mastermind number six for this September and Social Media Day Denver date to be announced. We're figuring that one out still. But if you are interested in being a speaker or know anyone that I should talk to about being a speaker, please send them my way. Uh, again, you can find all that info by texting tips to 63566. Next week, we are kicking Adam off the show. Ashley Miller and I will be back to talk all things marketing. Uh, just the two of us. So that's always fun. Always a fun episode. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah nothing yeah. like being booted, but it is always really good content. Um, and uh, Jen, maybe we should certainly let our audience know that Ashley is essentially uh, a counterpart of yours for a colleague's business in California. Um, yes. So yeah, and the two of you have way more in common than you'll probably admit. Yes, okay. that is that is very true. <laughs> All right. Well, Rob, thank you again for uh, doing this with us. It's always a, a valuable episode for us and certainly for our audience. And for those of you listening or watching live or in syndication, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will do this uh, again um, Monday. And we do every Monday at 10.30 Mountain Time. And I don't know, Jen, we probably end up cranking out about, what, 40, 45 episodes a year. We don't take all that much time off. Um, so, yeah, feel free to tune in then. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Sign up for Just the Tips. Do it. <laughs>